Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is May 30th, 2017. I hope everyone had a very happy Memorial Day weekend, long weekend as it's officially summer. And so we got plenty to talk about here on Locked On Magic as we turn our attention more squarely on the NBA draft at the beginning of our NBA draft player profiles. I'll talk about a different prospect hopefully over the next uh, few days. I, I may not go every day with it like we do on OrlandoMagicDaily.com, but I will hit the big ones and, and I'll start with the big one today. Of course, my name is Phil Brosmanike. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. So coming up, as I mentioned on today's episode, we'll do a quick look at one of the key prospects that I think we'll see uh, in uh, that the Magic may take with the 25th pick. Uh, but I'm also going to talk about something else that's maybe a little bit of a bigger issue that happened over the weekend. But before we get into all of that, I do want to remind you, if you missed it, please check out my episode with Sean Woodley of Locked on Raptors. We talked about Jeff Weltman, about how the Raptors have rebuilt, how their season went, how their season ended, as well as the last remnants of the Serge Ibaka deal. Uh, it is in the archives on the Locked On Magic iTunes feed, iTunes, Audio, Stitcher, tune in all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. So if you missed that episode, or if you're listening to this kind of randomly, I stick these in Orlando Magic Daily articles. If you're new to Locked On Magic, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and check out that episode. It was a really fun conversation with Sean, and, and since we won't be able to make any trades this year with him, with him and the Raptors, Gotta gotta get that gotta get those those at bats in now while we still can. Um, of course, uh, the Magic unable to make a deal with the Raptors because of the Jeff Weltman hire. Also, be sure to check out the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, you can of course follow the NBA Finals with the Locked On Podcast Network. The best place to follow the NBA Finals, in my opinion. I will be listening to Locked On Warriors and Locked On Cavaliers every single. day. Day And I think you should too, because this is going to be a fun final series. All the bad playoffs that everyone saw for so long, I think we're going to see a really good series here starting Thursday. I'll talk a little bit more about that as we get a little bit closer. I'm not going to, I'm not going to just give you my finals prediction quite yet, Warriors and Six. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about that as we get closer to the finals and, and maybe discuss it a little bit here on the show. Like I said, there was a little bit of a big issue that came up during... The Memorial Day weekend, probably not an issue that uh, is so super pressing. It's, it's 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 maybe not even that surprising, but it was at least slightly embarrassing and, and kind of a sad statement of where the Magic are at as a franchise. The fact that they would be brought up in this way, as some of you may know. Over the weekend, you know, we got a week before the NBA Finals. So there was a lot of time for players to talk to media, for everyone to begin posturing. And and, and one of the key storylines throughout the season, really since 
July 4th or 5th, whenever it was, that Kevin Durant decided to leave the Oklahoma City Thunder for the Golden State Warriors, there's been this narrative that that Durant took the easy way to get to a title, that he joined a super team. To, to, you know, this is, a, this is a super team, don't get me wrong, but there's a general lack of, NBA, of acknowledgement of NBA history if, if, if you think that players joining super teams is not abnormal. It's something that happens very often in the NBA. Stars want to play with each other. Charles Barkley played with Hakeem Olajuwon and Clyde Drexler. They were aging, but nonetheless, he left Philadelphia to play with Kevin Johnson. So that criticism aside, it's been a storyline that everyone's talked about. It's, it's, it's been something that, that's been on and on and on and on and on. And as we've looked at this playoffs where the two teams entering the, the conference finals are combined 24-1, and one, the, the, the only loss being the Cavaliers' loss in Game 3 to the Boston Celtics, there's been this issue of parity and that somehow parity in the NBA has been destroyed. Again, after all, the Oklahoma City Thunder held a 3-1 lead in last year's Western Conference Finals, and their best player now plays for the team that ended up beating them, the Golden State Warriors. Durant's move from Oklahoma City to Golden State was unique in that the conditions that created it were unique. Golden State would only be able to sign Kevin Durant if there was the gigantic cap spike that the league experienced. Yet somehow, Durant, the Warriors, the Cavaliers are all taking the blame for the lack of the perceived lack of parity in the league. The fact that we all guessed, probably correctly, that it would be Warriors Cavaliers in the finals, and that the and that the path to the finals has seemingly been so easy. But it's not their fault. And as Kevin Durant said on Friday, or in, in an article that was published Friday by Sam Amick of USA Today, and talking about how he's had to kind of embrace being the heel, as Durant said, it's not his fault. Quote, Like, I'm the reason why, expletive, Orlando couldn't make the playoffs for five, six years in a row. Am I the reason that Brooklyn gave all their picks to Boston? Like, am I the reason that they're not that good? I can't play for every team. So the truth of the matter is I left one team. It's one more team that you probably would have thought would have been a contender. One more team. I couldn't have made the entire East better. I couldn't have made everybody else in the West better. Unquote. The statement is, of course, absolutely true. Kevin Durant is one of those few players that does shift the balance of power with wherever he goes. And the and 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 both the beauty and the curse of the NBA is that one player can make a huge difference. That's why teams tank in the lottery to get that top pick. Because one player changes everything. The Magic get Shaquille O'Neal, they go from 21 win disappointment to 41 wins tied for 8th in the Eastern Conference. There are examples of that everywhere. Look at the Tracy McGrady era of Magic Basketball. Tracy McGrady carried some bad basketball teams to the playoffs until he couldn't do it anymore, until they finally gave him a team that was just so bad he couldn't carry them to the finish line. 
one player makes a huge difference in this league. And so, yes, Durant leaving from Oklahoma City to Golden State shifted power. Look, I mean, look at what happened to Oklahoma City. They went from three seed to six seed, from title contender to in the playoffs, but what noise are they going to make? What's important to note here, though, is what Durant says about the magic. He's not necessarily calling out the magic because, of course, it's absolutely true. Durant's not the reason Orlando couldn't make the playoffs for five or for five years in a row now. He's not the reason the team is in the hole it's in. The Magic are in the hole they're in for the same reason the Brooklyn Nets are in the hole they're in. They made some bad decisions. And now they're paying the price for those decisions. And when there's so much pressure to to, to play the LeBrons and play the Currys and, and play all those teams, bad decisions have consequences. Orlando is here because of those bad decisions. Some of it has to do with luck. There's no doubt about it because Rob Hennigan, the former assistant general manager for the Oklahoma City Thunder, was following the same plan the Thunder the Thunder tread. They said we build our talent through the draft. Get top, you know, lose for a couple years, let young guys grow, build up a core through the draft and what and then let them mature. The Magic, like the Thunder, had a top five pick in three straight drafts. In fact, the Magic had the same picks the Thunder did when they drafted Durant at two and Russell Westbrook at four. Of course, the Magic got Victor Oladipo and Aaron Gordon. Not quite Durant and Westbrook. But the other moves they made around those pieces did not work either. Starting with the Tobias Harris trade in in February 2016, the Magic started going down a path that put them put their backs against the wall and have them reeling and trying to find ways to improve and, of course, changing leadership at the top. That's not Kevin Durant's fault. When, you know, there is, there is a certain sect of Magic fan, and I'm not meaning to call you guys out here, but there is a certain sect of Magic fan that, that asks me often, I want to see the Magic compete with LeBron. How are we supposed to compete with LeBron? And I tell them, the Magic aren't even playing the same bas- same kind of basketball as LeBron. We're not even in the same league. Right now, the Magic just need to focus on themselves and getting better and not trying to keep up with the Joneses. And to me, that goes the same with saying, well, why aren't we better than Philadelphia? Why aren't, you know, why, how are we going to catch Philadelphia? How are, how are the Magic going to catch Milwaukee? I don't worry about that. Right now, the Magic need to worry about making themselves better. And honestly, that's what I think got lost the past year. They were getting better before they, they threw it all away with that trade. 25 to 35 wins is not insignificant. Even Scott Skiles said so. He just said the next step was the hardest step. But that did not mean the Magic were not on the right track. And of course, you can't go back and change things. But that's where the Magic lie for now. 
But what Duran is also saying here is something maybe a little more subtle that I thought Josh Robbins of the Orlando Sentinel pulled out really, really well in an article that he wrote on Saturday for Saturday or Sunday's paper. I forget which paper. It was online Saturday. What he wrote is this statement calling out, essentially calling out the magic says something more about where their franchise is at the moment. And that's at a low point where the perception of the Magic is that they're not a good team. That's also fact, but it also shows that the team has a long way to go to improve its perception around the league. To make free agents believe that this is a place to play basketball. If the Magic learned one one thing from the last summer when they put all their money into free agency, it's that they're not quite ready to attract the big name free agents. They weren't in the running for Kevin Durant or Mike Conley, or any of those players. The organic rebuild needed to remain organic, no matter how long it took. Because without overpaying for some of these guys, and and the $15 million contract for Jeff Green is pilloried, but the $28 million contract for DJ Augustin, the Bismack Biombo contract, certainly, the Magic have to overpay to convince players to commit to what's essentially still a rebuilding team. And that makes things really tough. This is both this is kind of the, the the structure of the NBA, unfortunately. With free agency, players get to choose. And that's not a bad thing. The system is set up to benefit teams retaining their stars and to try and restrict some of this movement, but you can't restrict it all. If a player wants to go to a winning team, he's going to go to a winning team. If a player is willing to accept less money to play for a winner rather than be a star for a a rebuilding team, that's what they're going to do. And you can't change any of that. As much as the Magic want to. It's arguable that LeBron does not go to Cleveland or that LeBron decides to stay in Miami if they don't have Kyrie Irving there. They don't have a young core that LeBron believes can win a championship with with his presence there. And certainly, titles follow LeBron. He is, as the debate's been going on, he is one of the top five players of all time. And we need to appreciate what he's accomplished these last seven years. But the Magic just aren't there yet. And the way to improve reputation in this league, there's only one way, and that's to win. Winning matters. You've said it, everyone has said it about this Magic team. This is a results-oriented business. Every game has a decisive result. You win or you lose. And the Magic for the last five years have had the second worst winning percentage in the NBA. They've lost a lot. 
And if you ask me, the kind of players you want to bring into a program are the kind of players that don't accept that, that want to win basketball games. And so sitting here trying to convince a player to take that risk is really hard. It takes a lot of faith without the delivery of those results. And so the best process for the Magic is still to find a way to get better. To even if it take even if if it's progressive. I, I said I said this a million times about the first four years of this rebuild. 20, 23, 25, 35. And was not much. And the Magic certainly needed maybe a little bit of a push or be willing to take a little bit of a risk to take that next step. It was clear there were problems. But the Magic were on an upward swing. They went from promising young team to dead end in one summer. And Word gets around to the players. The players are all friends. They know. They know what's going on. They talk and they know what's going on. Restoring the Magic's reputation has already started. Rob Rob Hannigan was not a known commodity in the league. Very smart guy. Had a good plan. But couldn't put all the pieces together. And everyone kind of... I think everyone did sense that. Now you bring in Jeff Weltman and John Hammond, guys who've been around this league for a long time. As Alex Martin said, they could not find a single person to say a bad word about either of these two guys. They've been in the league forever. So that gravitas and reputation is now present in the Magic front office. The next step is to put it on, put it on the floor. With the Magic's cap situation in the summer, with all the draft picks that they have, I don't expect the Magic to make a major move in free agency. They may look to add a a key veteran off the bench. Otherwise, they may try and make a trade at the draft to, to try and rejigger the roster a little bit. But I think the focus for the Magic is to get young again, to begin rebuilding that forward momentum. That's where I see the plan going. And I think that is actually the best way for the Magic to regain their reputation. Go young, show promise, start winning again, start improving again, and then see where things take you. Obviously, they have some big financial decisions to make in the coming years, but it's going to take a while to get where the Magic need to go. Reputation is very hard to build. But winning is the best way to do it. Napa know how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99 cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies there's a bag they just have to check out. 
Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 31 All right, it's time to start our uh, draft player profiles. Like, I, like I've said, this is a very, very important draft for the Orlando Magic. Of course, they have the sixth pick, the 25th pick, the 33rd pick, and the 35th pick. So they're going to get, I would say at minimum, they'll bring in two rookies with these picks. Very possible they bring in four new rookies onto the team. A couple of them will probably be, D, be up and down D-League players. I suspect that they'll take a risk with one. But there are a few players that we definitely want to highlight and talk about in depth as we prepare for the NBA draft. We're like, we're three weeks away. There's this week, next week, and then I think the week after the Thursday is the NBA draft, June 22nd. So we are, we're getting there. It is Memorial Day is kind of when we start turning our attention slowly to the draft um, or the NBA finals, depending on, on where you're at. Uh, but I wanted to start off with uh, with at least a, a decent player, a player that I do think that the Magic will take a very, very serious look at. Um, as far as I know, he has not been in town for a workout yet. I imagine he will. Uh, and that is Oklahoma State Cowboys point guard Jawan Evans. Evans is a really intriguing prospect, I have to say. I've watched a little bit of tape on him. Uh, when you look at the stats, he is... He, he, his stats pop off the page. 19.2 points per game, 6.4 assists per game. Uh, really just, that tells you a lot about what he does. And he did this all with a usage rate above, better than 30%. More than 30%. He had the ball in his hands a lot. Turned the ball over only like two, two times per game too. Had the ball in his hands a lot. Was asked to score, was asked to distribute, was asked to play make, was asked to do everything for Oklahoma State. Got them to the NCAA tournament. Got them to within one of Michigan uh, on a late rally that was really just all him. Just all his grit and determination. He is a really, really impressive player. What he does really well is he's able to break players down off the dribble. He's able to get into the paint and create. By my eye, this part of his game is very much the modern NBA point guard. He's able to pass, but he's able to create for, for himself. He's got a nice. He's got a decent jumper. He's not a bad shooter, not a great shooter, but not a bad shooter. Uh, and he's able to get into the paint and cause the defense to collapse. This is absolutely critical. Can get can beat guys off the point of attack. It's absolutely necessary for a modern NBA point guard. So, if that's the case, if if, if that's the case that that he can do all of these things, why are we talking about him at the twenty fifth pick? Why has he fallen to number 20, to, to, to late in the first round, early second round? You know, he's got the athleticism. He's got the first step. He's got the ability to get to get into the paint. He's got the ability to, to make an open three. Where I think the shortcoming comes is with his height. He is six feet, 175 pounds, so he's kind of small. And that really affects a lot of what he does on the floor. He's got, he's got all the athleticism. He's actually got decently long arms for, for a guy his height. But it often prevented him from finishing at the basket. At Oklahoma State, Evans could get to the basket. He could hit these little scoop shots sometimes over taller defenders. But he really struggled to finish at the rim. And that can be very, very difficult 
in the NBA where the competition is going to be that much harder. Getting in the lane is fine. He can he can he can he can get past the first level of defense. Getting points and scoring at the rim that's a that's a big issue. And I think a lot of it has to do with his height. When you when I, when I watched some tape of him. Even the highlights, you could see he was taking shots that are going to be very tough to get off in, in the NBA. A lot of scoop shots. Not a lot of shots of, of getting to the rim and trying to shoot over a defender. A lot of shots trying to get around the defender, not really getting off the ground. That could be something that he works on a little bit as he gets to the NBA. But it's not a good sign either. Those shots are a lot easier to block unless you can you know get them up, get them up quick, like say an Isaiah Thomas can. Evans doesn't have kind of the blinding speed that Thomas has, um, but if there is a silver lining, Evans averaged about six free throw attempts per game, so he was able to get to the line pretty consistently, and I think that will serve him well um, when he gets to the NBA as well. Evans projects as a as a backup point guard. I don't think anyone's under the impression that, that he's going to come in and start right away. Certainly, he could grow into a starting point guard as he puts on some more muscle, but for the most part, I think that he's a backup point guard and a very capable one because you need guys who can kind of create, can create off the bounce and create and create for others. Really get the defense moving and shifting, and that's that's something that Jawan Evans really does. He's someone that if the Magic don't pick a point guard with their sixth pick, I would love to see them pick a, a guy like Jawan Evans with twenty five. In fact, I would target Evans at twenty five if I don't take a point guard at six. That that, that personally would be my pick. I really like what I see from this kid. Uh, getting into the paint is no joke. He can pass it. Uh, you know, we've, we saw with Victor Oladipo how difficult it can be to learn how to finish at the rim, uh, but I think that he can work around those, especially coming off the bench in a lower-pressure situation where, you know, he's kind of like the offensive catalyst on the bench. And if you look at the Magic's bench this year, Certainly, they needed someone like that, someone who could create some some separation, and, and that was honestly one of the reasons why the Magic so desperately needed to stagger their lineups a little bit. But at the same time, you bring Terrence Ross. Terrence Ross isn't breaking down too many guys off the dribble. That's what Jawan Evans does. Evans can break you down off the dribble, make the deep, make the deep, make the point guard work, engage the center, and get others involved. Um, and I think that's a really, really good skill that he has. He can step back and hit the jumper. You've got to respect his jumper. Uh, even though he wasn't the most efficient scorer, a lot of that was because he struggled to f- struggled once he got into the paint. He could get there, couldn't quite finish. That's kind of the, the MO on him. But he can get there. He can really get he can really get into the paint, get past guys, and I think that's a really, really, really good that's a really, really good skill. Um again, he's someone that I would seriously look at at twenty five, especially if the Magic don't take a point guard at six. You could figure out the DJ Augustin thing later. Evans is is a really, really promising prospect. I do like his chances to stick in the NBA. That's going to do it for today's episode of Lockdown Magic. I want to thank everyone again for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another draft profile. Going to get into some of the first round, got some of the some of the top six got top six guys. Um, our guys at the Magic should be focusing at six tomorrow. Um, you can also check out player profiles up on OrlandoMagicDaily.com for a little bit more detail. As well as for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. We update that constantly, even as the seasons kind of hit a, qu- a quiet spot here. we got a big article coming up uh, on Tuesday on Mario Azonia that should be a good read having to do with the draft and some of the changes going on with the team. You can, of course, subscribe to the podcast on Audioboom, iTunes, 
TuneIn, and Stitcher, all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Be sure to give us a five-star rating. Let us know how. Let us know what you think about how we're doing, uh, and uh, it helps spread the word. A higher rating means more people find us, and that's a good thing. I think the Magic will have will be one of the more interesting teams as the draft comes about. Um, you know, plenty plenty of options available for the Magic this draft. On top of all that, try to think what else I got for you here. Remember to follow the follow uh, the Lockdown Podcast Network, uh, especially Lockdown Warriors and Lockdown Cavaliers, as we get set for the NBA Finals to begin on Thursday. Chris Manning does a fantastic job on Lockdown Cavaliers, and Danny Larue does a fantastic job on Lockdown Warriors. So definitely give those a listen. Well worth your time. Really hit the subscribe button on those two. They're 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 pretty solid podcasts. The Orlando Magic Daily Mailbag is open, so submit your questions to the Orlando Magic Daily Mailbag on Twitter, at OmagicDaily. Uh, that's where you can follow me. And, of course, you can also do that on Facebook, at Orlando Magic Daily. And be sure to be sure to like our us on Facebook, at Locked On Magic, and follow us on Twitter, at Locked On Magic. I think that covers it all for today. I hope everyone had a happy Memorial Day. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.